Uh, welcome to the weekly checkout at the Ignited Show. I am your host Solomon Vot, and here are the stories that matters this week. Uh, joining me is David Okui as usual. David, how are you, my brother? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. I'm well. I'm well. So, David, we we have a story coming out here from Kenya. Uh, Facebook have started rolling out the Facebook Marketplace four years after uh, rolling it in in US. So the Facebook Marketplace, the Facebook Marketplace, according to the story I take with, uh, they're saying uh, to be a, to be available to all Kenyans by the end of November this year. Okay. So and then Kenya also joins uh, a list of four other African countries. So they, they join South Africa, Egypt, Algeria, and Morocco. These are the guys who have been uh, having the Facebook Marketplace. So essentially, Facebook Marketplace is where you you uh, sell a buyer goes and look out for products to buy from there. And because we, we are all well aware across Facebook, there are so many uh, groups uh, mm-hmm. groups related to purchases, groups related to devices, gadgets, or services. Yeah. So Facebook is trying to to take away that market from Gigio or Alex, the way you would put it. Yeah. Uh, can you help me make sense of this? Uh, way, what is Facebook endgame here? Because according to the story, I've not seen uh, things to do with payment options. Or I know they're like this, the last mile, which is not so important. But uh, what is the endgame for Facebook here? I think the motivation, uh, first and foremost, is uh, COVID-19. There is a huge growth of uh, e-commerce anywhere in the world, including Africa, thanks to the uh, you know the lockdowns and the pandemic and so forth. So uh, Facebook is definitely aware of this new development. <clears throat> and secondly, they have been noticing that people have been using the platform to buy and sell products, specifically through you know groups and so forth so they are just basically taking that a little notch higher and um, uh, basically giving a more structured uh, platform to what's already been uh, happening um, so yeah I think this is a fast evolution into what could potentially become a huge a big deal uh in you know online transactions so right now i don't really expect end-to-end transactions by that i mean somebody goes onto the marketplace they order the, the the product they pay for it online and then it sort of delivered to them i think that uh what we're going to witness is basically a connection between the buyer and the seller and then the transaction is completed offline, basically the way that OLX, now Gigi, has been functioning and a couple of other classified websites across the continent. Yep, but step towards the right direction. So, David, <coughs> uh, the Apple, the others call it the fall event, others call it the September event. Uh, before we go to all the gadgets, so uh, things which were announced, yeah. what was your top pick product? Or technology announced in the event, the top, the top, like the highest rating technology. I excited to see from the event. Um, suddenly, uh, um, interested, not really excited, mm-hmm. uh, by the iPhone 12, uh, particularly iPhone 12 Mini, which is a much smaller version of the of the iPhone. It's about 5.6 inch, you know, which is actually my ideal you know uh screen size 
on any smartphone, Android or iOS. It quite comfortably fits on my uh, arms. Mm. I don't have very long uh, fingers. So I'm particularly interested in this form factor. And uh, yeah, it's been launched uh, along with the iPhone 12 Pro and the the 12 Pro Max. And it's exciting um, uh, what Apple has done with the iPhone. First and foremost, as rumored, uh, the iPhone won't be shipping with the, uh, with the ear, ear bone, earbuds and, uh, charging the phone. charging brick, right? Yeah. What do you think about that? Are you, would you be interested in buying a phone that doesn't come with a charging brick? But, uh, the, the way guys, uh, everyone across is saying, uh, totally makes, I don't say it makes no sense, but everyone mm-hmm. almost like has a charging brick. Yeah. In this, in this age and era, if the moment, cause, I don't see someone coming to buy a smartphone, uh, to buy iPhone 12 for the first time, okay. like for completely, or if a home state coming to buy a phone for the first time. Right. Same with an individual. Okay. So we're probably upgrading from whatever phone they have. And then guys currently are looking at the fast charging options. So people are, are basically uh, investing on, on anchors, fast chargers or the the wireless charging wireless charging bricks right so i see this is the future and then let's also try to unpack uh the few things apple has uh, uh the few things apple uh announced like right. the lidar technology uh let's talk about the 5G. the 5g let's right. talk about the pro max i don't see i don't i don't want the news to be around not putting the charging brick because mm-hmm. there's some serious stuff guys have here I don't know. A couple of people are pissed off by that fact, so you can't really dismiss that, right? Uh, okay, for somebody who is buying the iPhone for the very first time, they really don't have that charging brick, so they'll have to buy another $19, I believe, for the 20-watt charger to get one. Uh, secondly, the people who already have charging bricks have a USB Type-A port, right? which is not going to work with the USB-C to lightning cable, which comes with a new iPhone. So you're basically still going to be forced to uh, buy a new charging brick, which is which sets you another $19, right? So <laughs> anyways, let's talk about 5G. 5G on the iPhone. Um, I think almost all the flagships in 2020 have shipped with 5G. Uh, it's, it's a new technology that is rolling out in most, in the Americas and, uh, and Europe. <clears throat> yeah. We don't have anyone announcing 5G network in Africa yet, do we? South Africa. You do have South, Vodacom in South Africa. You have Vodacom in South Africa? Mm. So that's one country in, out of 54 states. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's completely nothing coming out from the MTNs, the Airtels, the Safaricoms of, you know, of Africa. And, um, well, a lot of phones are now including 5G. So basically you're going to buy a phone, uh, with an AI 5G modem, which is just going to be redundant for, the next, going to be redundant for the next five years. So that's money you're just spending to, 
to to just have a nice feature you're not going to use um yeah but in the u.s you have the likes of verizon rolling out countrywide 5g networks have at&t you have a lot of uh uh networks in europe in the uk vodafone who are rolling out 5g and therefore i think it makes sense uh, for these particular customers to actually have uh, a 5G device in 2020, yep. uh, not not exactly in Africa. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> the, the pricing, because uh, David, like I showed you some some uh, image here saying the smartphone, like the unit shares of smartphone in Africa. Right. So we have here in the first quarter of 2020. Okay. Traction devices account for 40, about 40 percent. Right. Of of smartphones sold in, in Africa, okay. followed by well, Samsung. Okay. And then we have Huawei. Right. Uh, all, essentially, all all the Huawei. Uh, there's Oppo. There's Xiaomi, and then others. So the others that is where iPhone falls. They com- account for about twenty two percent of smartphone my unit shares in Africa. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how to put this question, but. Is it that iPhones or Apple doesn't want to sell their devices here in, in our market? Or? No, on the contrary. Uh, iPhones are actually supported on <clears throat> a majority of networks across Africa. Surprisingly, and even on their website, they have, you know, a country-specific uh, page. Like for Uganda, you have apple.com slash UG, for, for instance. And also in the app stores, you have quite a lot of African states that are supported uh, in the app stores. Uh, it's it's amazing, by the way, the support that uh, Apple has for African states. It's just that I, I believe it's probably the price range, which is not exactly for the market. <laughs> Friendly. It is so premium. And if you're doing premium, then you're... Uh, basically talking to the one percent of the one percent, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Bring us to the the pricing of the iPhone 12 as well. So the 12 mini starts at 6.99 in the US. In the US. Yeah. And then the 12 so starts at 7.99. Bring that UG. You're doubling it up, right? Yep. About. About. Yeah. So you're looking at maybe uh 800 to. Uh, you say it's $60.99? Yes, like about $700. $700 so add about $200 to $300 more. Look about $1,000. Yeah. For the $12. Yeah, so you're, in UGX, <laughs> you're, you're parting with about 3.7 million Uganda shillings. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, very few people are going to afford a phone that is 3.7 UGX. Which is one thousand dollars. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. So, uh, David, there's a new new story coming here from West Africa. Good news. Um, Stripe as uh, making moves into Africa by acquiring a Nigerian company called Paystack. So the deal is, uh, yes, the deal is about two hundred million dollars. So it's really busy week, a busy year actually. Twenty twenty is a big busy week for fintechs in Africa. Right. Uh, what does this mean for the for the ecosystem? I, I think I've asked you this question even when when they have acquired Sen Wave or Bionic. Yeah. So uh, is it really light at the end of the tunnel for our fintechs here? <clears throat> uh, certainly, if an acquisition like that, 
uh, is, is positive news, definitely. And this follows uh, Bionic, which was acquired by MS Africa for undisclosed amount. Uh, yeah, Bionic is Ugandan. Then you also had Sandwave being acquired by World Remit for $500, $500 million. Now you have uh, Paystack being acquired by Stripe. A US-based uh, process uh, processing company uh, for two hundred dollars. Definitely, this has been incredibly great for fintech generally in Africa. Following those acquisitions, uh, acquisition usually is an indicator of uh, you know performance. Like you know things are looking up, and you know with such acquisition you're looking at a lot of talent that is coming in a lot of funding that is coming in uh a lot of uh, expansion i believe the acquisition is targeted towards um, is 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 meant to uh uh give to 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 expand paystack across more countries in africa so that's great mm. are they not in uganda surprisingly for some strange reason uh, but I believe uh, with this expansion, they are hopefully coming to Uganda. I believe they're in Kenya. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, uh, great, great stuff. Great stuff. The other company that we know of that is actively in Uganda is Flutterwave offering uh, B2B. Um, so, yeah, you have Flutterwave, which is doing uh, both uh, consumer-facing apps like uh, Butter as well as uh, B2B apps like uh, Rave. Uh, and then you have other fintechs that are basically consumer facing, you know, like, uh, Sorry. swipe to pay, ever send, um, <clears throat> and a number, a number of, uh, uh, you know, Zente, a number of, uh, uh, fintechs in there. So, uh, quick one here. So, Paystack is, is not, uh, B2C. It's not fa- con- facing the consumer. No, it's not, uh, consumer facing. It's targeted towards businesses and helping them process payments. Yes. So then, uh, this, this brings me to the conversation of, uh, the fintechs who are like in the space of B- B2C, the business to consumer, like, like Everson. Right. Uh, anything interesting happening in that space? Absolutely. Uh, you know, every time I walk to the bank and the frustrations I, I have with these guys, I just gives me hope that there's, there's a lot that fintech can do to upset and disrupt some of these inconveniences that banks have stubbornly stuck with for years. And even in 2020, you still have a lot of those archaic processes still being, uh, used in banks much to our frustration uh so there is quite a lot that fintech can do in terms of uh financial inclusion in terms of uh you know bringing the convenience of financial services to the customer right mm. and not just convenience but you're also looking at cost saving so one of the frustrating things i have with banks is this idea of hidden costs. So there are a lot of charges that they won't disclose for some strange reason to the customer. And at the end of the month, if at all you're quite uh, critical, you will see it in your bank statement. And then you're like, wait a minute, why didn't somebody tell me about this particular charge? So at the end of the month, you have a lot of hidden costs in there that go under the, the carpet that make you lose a lot of money and fintech is coming out 
and it's saving you quite a lot of money you know in areas like remittance you know um where you have uh traditional incumbents uh like uh western union and moneygram charging you up to 10 percent you have uh, the likes of cheaper cash basically telling, you know, saying, you know, you can send money from Uganda to Nigeria and vice versa for free. That is unheard of. Yep. <clears throat> so there, you, there are a lot of business models that I imagine that enable customers to save on costs. So you have costs, convenience, inclusion, and basically uh, a lot of, um, <clears throat> savings back to the customer yeah. definitely you hit all the points because uh, over the week we were uh, actually having a conversation with a colleague of mine about the unnecessary uh, monthly if you're careful to look at your bank statement because so for him when he was opening the bank account he did not tick the box for sms alerts like purposely okay correct and then after opening his account a month he has been charged the four thousand for SMS a lot. So he went back to those guys asking, man, mm. why have you guys charging me? Here is because he have a cop- he has a copy of his uh, opening st- when he was opening the bank, right? Mm. And purposely did not tick this box for SMS a lot. Right. And then you're here charging me for this. So this means uh, imagine happens to one two million Ugandans. Yeah. Banks are making more money than they definitely should they shouldn't be yeah so it's it's, it's also the, the 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 discussion of trust that yeah. fintechs are bringing to the to the space yeah so david uh, before we wrap up we have techno techno come on 616 that have been launched in uganda right uh with, with, with yeah, there's a new partnership with mtn comes with free 3gb of data uh for the next three months so if you buy it this month until the end of until the end of the year, you have your 3GB of internet. Right. And then another interesting point which Techno Traction is, is doing, which I, I quite, I, I feel is quite interesting or you see how it turns forward. This is, they're launching two new flagship devices. Okay. In, in 2020, like a month ago, we talked about the Common 15. Mm. And then they, they've launched actually three lines of Common 16 here. Right. <clears throat> So, th- does this make business sense before we even dive into the specs or what the Common 16 is all about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, there, is, there is still a lot of uh, a huge market for smartphones uh, in Africa. You can't, you can't just have enough of it. Uh, people lose phones, people, you know, upgrade. Uh, people want better specs, particularly in the smartphone <coughs> Uh, department so there is quite a lot of uh, market for new devices coming coming in right you just can't have enough models out there <laughs> um, yeah I'm just looking at the specs of the common 16 one surprising bit for me is that they still ship with a micro USB port I mean for most people this doesn't really matter but it 2020 and you're still in micro USB ports well Mm, says a lot about you, <coughs> uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, the camera. I think the camera is where they are actually making a lot of noise. Yeah, exactly. So Six to four MP for the main camera. Yeah, and then you look at stuff like the telephoto. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. you so, have actually quad camera setup here, including a wide macro and depth camera, right? <coughs> um, which quite almost every flagship or mid-range device in 2020 has. You mm-hmm. have a, a wide or ultra-wide camera, a depth camera, a micro and a macro camera in there, mm-hmm. so you can shoot, uh, you know, a variety of. Um, of images right in whether you want to have that that close range then you're going to have to use the macro uh, lens then if you if you want to capture uh, an object that is quite far off then you're going to have to use a telephoto lens and if you want to capture a wide area then you're going to have to use an ultra wide lens so photography mobile photography is still a big deal <clears throat> and for most consumers they are really looking for a smartphone with good camera specs. Mm. Yeah. So everyone is putting in quite a lot in this department. Exactly. So <coughs> I'm seeing I'm seeing here they're saying for the selfie camera is also six to four MPs with 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 TVOs. It's called the Techno AI Vision Optimization Solution. Right. Uh, I think it's just a fancy name. <laughs> We just need to get uh, it it's probably for review and see cheaper yeah. review unit. And then let's talk of, about the price point. This device goes for uh, 1.5. You got one almost 1.5 million Ugandan shillings. Hmm. That is above about 300 400 dollars, right? Right. Uh, over 400 dollars yes. about that. I mean, yes. for techno, that's that's quite ambitious. Yep. Uh, they are they are uh, devices are usually uh, between two hundred dollars to uh three hundred dollars it's three hundred dollars three fifty max mm. you know it's about one point one one point two uh and that was with uh techno phantom if you i i don't know if that I series is still there that, that they program. discontinued the phantom <laughs> the common sixteen the common is now the flagship i believe for yeah. for techno yeah uh so obviously once techno gets to that range uh beyond 300 dollars coming to 400 500 they're now competing with premium brands uh such as samsung and uh huawei and a couple of uh xiaomi uh smartphones right and people in that price range tend to favor uh, the Samsungs and the Nokia's and the, and the Huawei devices, right? And, uh, I mean, techno has, it has grown. It has, uh, uh, won the hearts of premium device users, sort of. And I think they are trying to tap into the premium market segment and tapping it away from, uh, the big brands, the big known brands. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I, I think they will, they will, but it's a tough battle. I'll, I'll tell you this because yep. people are still, uh, the premium users are still, um, uh, not yet convinced with, uh, Techno's premium, uh, device. But again, also this brings Infinix. I think last month they had the, the, the eight, is it the, the Infinix eight, which had 120 refresh rate? Yeah. So it's, uh, I think, Trunction, they are, they are here for the long run. Definitely. They are prepared for it. Let's see how the old times are. So David, here on our product spotlight, we have the Silver Crest Power Bank. Right. It's a 10,000 million power power bank. Uh, so this 
uh, you have been using it for for quite some time. But uh, how is it? How has reception been so far? Uh, power bank really should do uh, one thing, and that is to give you extra juice when you really need it, especially when you're on the go, yeah. or when uh, umeme, uh, the national, <laughs> the, yeah, when you have load shedding and they undo you for a whole day, then you should be able to to be juiced up. Now that you have most phones having 400 to 5,000 milliampere battery, you're looking at a power bank which is twice the capacity. Mm-hmm. So 10,000 milliampere hours is, is a good sweet spot. And if you're really looking for serious juice, then you're looking for 20, mm-hmm. right? That's now when you've gone up country, off grid, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 10,000 milliampere hours is good enough for most people. Uh, this particular power bank has, um, it's uh, the Silver Crest, has a uh, micro USB charging port as well as a USB Type-C uh, output and then a USB Type-A. So you can ideally just charge literally any device out there with the right cable. If you have a USB uh, C2C cable, then you can charge um, phones with USB Type-C ports. And then also if you have a USB Type-A to micro USB, then you can charge the, ordi- the ordinary phones. And yeah, it's uh, it's currently going for 110, 110,000 Ugandan shillings, and it's a, it's a it's a good it's a good deal. Yeah, sure. 110 at odoka.com. That is o d u k a r And then when you use the the Dick Podcast coupon, you get up to five percent. All right. So thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next week.